We're on the air. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Hello, sports fans, and welcome to Live at Five. It's Live at Five, and it's brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree, FWHlegal.com. And now, your host for Live at Five, Stephen A. Turner. What's up and welcome to Live at Five, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, dedicated to you, committed to justice. That's FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner here in the Floor Concept Studios, joined by Coach Vic Evans. How's it going, man? One day closer to Championship Friday, man. It's a, it's a good day, always, here in the Floor Concept Studios. Be sure and download the Owensboro Radio app. You can listen anywhere in the world. Follow along, 1027 The Game, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Kicking at text line, 270 389. Subscribe and like on iTunes, Spotify. We've had our all area teams, our Owensboro Health top tens for boys and girls basketball. It's been a busy week this week. It has been a busy week, and uh, you can also always find it at 1027thegame.com. And, uh, you know, and, and they programming note, we're one day away from being live at noon. Live at noon. We'll be no live, live at, at 5 tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll be live at KS Bar at noon for a big pep rally tailgate show for the Owensboro Catholic Aces from 12 to 1. Kickoff for that game at Kroger Field, 3 p.m. Central Time as Catholic takes on Mayfield, and we're going to waste no time. And it's all brought to you by Mustard. Uh, you, you always have to get you me on that. Mustard, we got to get Mustard in. in right? I yeah, mean, you got to get the sponsors in. Mr. Tackle for Loss himself, uh, JW out there doing a big <laughs> job out there. I, I tell you, I'm a big fan, but uh, now we got, I'm a big fan of this guy right here too and you know all week long it's been basketball 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 but it's time to zero in and focus on a championship game and no better way to do that than with coach jason morris the owensboro catholic aces how you doing my man doing good thanks for having us yeah and, uh, you seem pretty even keel man uh, you know for a, for a big time championship week you're just calm cool and collected yeah i mean we've put so much work into this this has been brewing for really three seasons if you if you look back when we played LCA at LCA three years ago, we were on a seven-game winning streak at that point after going 0-5. And we went into that game thinking we had a shot and had them 14-14 to at halftime. And we thought if we didn't have halftime, we would have won that game because LCA went in and got on their kids. You know, they were loaded that year. But we felt like we literally had all the momentum at that time and um, – Went in, just carried it over to last season, and we all know how that ended. We really felt like we were the team to beat last year, and uh, the worst matchup we had was LCA, but we felt like we could beat them. But we definitely thought that we matched up better because this game's all about matchups. Mm-hmm. And we felt like last year we matched up better with Mayfield and Beachwood just for the simple fact of, you know, guys like Vince and Tut were playing stock linebacker, both of them last year, and we were so good at stopping the run. And, uh, you know, came an inch away from beating LCA and, and having that opportunity to show that. And then this year we've just continued on. And uh, when you have leadership like our seniors, you know, led by uh, Tuck Carrico, it's just special. It's something that I don't take for granted. And um, I'm just trying to do everything that I can possibly do to make sure that my team uh, doesn't beat themselves. You know, I remember, you know, I would go back to a lot of these interviews that we do and preceded interviews. And, and I can remember you talking about starting 0-5. And, and I can remember interviewing you before that season started and ask you about, hey, coach, this is a really tough schedule. Your first five games, and you were like, listen, we, we're going to go out and play and get better. But we, I don't schedule these just to say I schedule them. I schedule them because I want to. We want to be, be one of the best programs in the state and win these games. And here you are this year, you know, right up there at the top of, of anybody in the state. Right, and you know it's kind of funny. Two years ago, you know, besides guys like yourself, you have people thinking I'm crazy for scheduling the way I do. And then this year, when you win them, everybody thinks I'm the biggest genius since, you know <laughs> there is. And so um, that's but, coaching, though, right? I mean, <laughs> to me, that is a compliment, not just to me, but that's a compliment to the Owensboro Catholic football program. That the days of you know playing non-district um, cakewalk games are over. Uh, I'll never get those teams to schedule me again, and uh, it's just going to continuously get tougher. And that's a that's a you know credit to our program, and we look forward to playing those type of games. And you know the Henderson Counties and the Louisville Christian Academies, the North Hardens of the world are the type of teams that we're going to have to play for for probably eternity. Yeah, and when you get when you talk about two A, I mean you have to to schedule those teams to prepare for the teams you're going to meet, especially on this western side of the state, man, with LCA and and Mayfield, and then you, you get into the Beach World. Beachwoods in round four or even the championship and I mean 2A is about as uh, about as loaded as the classes you're going to find in, in the state 
It is the top four, especially. And then, like you said, that, you know, three of those top four being in the West, which makes no sense to me. But, you know, that's up for another topic, I guess. But like <laughs> how Lexington Catholic can be, you know, in the East and in class 3A, but Lexington Christian are in the West and 2A and they're two minutes apart from each other. Makes no sense, but it is what it is. And, um, that's, you know, we have six classes and they have to put them somewhere. And that's what they that's what they've put them. And it is what it is. But, yes, the, the schedule has definitely gotten us ready and gotten us to this point. And it wasn't just this year's schedule. It's been a scheduling over the last four years. You know, go go ahead. Ahead. I was just going to ask you about the coaching staff because, I mean, I marvel at when I watch you guys play, I just marvel at the, the, the way you, you have a bevy of chess pieces, but the way you guys use the chess pieces and, and, and the play calling and how everything just flows, you know, that takes more than just one person. I mean, you got a whole group of guys over there on that sidelines that's, uh, that's helping this thing move along, and you got a great staff. Yeah, that's one of the first things I did uh, when I looked at – when I took the job in 2018 – um, a lot of the guys stayed, but then I added a few, and I wanted to make sure that we had one or one to two at each position, and not not just one, or maybe not even you know some guys having to coach uh, both sides of the ball. Now everybody on our staff does coach both sides of the ball, but like they'll have a main position, and then they're an assistant on the other side. And with that, we always having multiple sets of eyes on every position, and there's not many snaps and during a practice that. Um, you know, we're not fixing problems because to us, if you're making problems on – you have problems on Friday, somewhere throughout the week you had the same problems and you didn't fix it. And uh, it's a credit to my entire coaching staff. You know, um, I'll go through those guys real quick. You know, my quarterback's coach and uh, my brother, Chris Morris, he's calling my plays for me this year, offense coordinator. Uh, just done a tremendous job coming in. Uh, you know, he's got 15-plus years of head coaching experience, which was great for me as well, To like uh, Tut said – a little bit earlier about you know taking some stress off of me and uh just having him in the building having another guy like that in the building is just such a blessing and uh can't tell you how much i love that guy and then you know coach steve terry i, I brought on to uh coach running backs three or four years ago does an excellent job of not what i call not over coaching that's one thing i wanted him to do when he took those guys at that time we had guys like Braden mundy and uh you know now we have the you know, Vince Carrico and Eli Blair and Miles Edge and Tuck Carrico. And you just don't want to overcoach those guys. Let them go play and be dogs. And that's, Let athletes be athletes. And that's what they do. And he does a good job of, of developing relationships with those guys and not overcoaching them. And then at, at wide receivers, uh, another guy in the building, Tim Flaherty, just another guy who does a really good job of creating relationships with the kids. Because uh, to us, it's all about way more than just football. Like we want relationships that go way beyond the football. And he does a really good job of the kids know they can trust him. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he, he's always got his eyes on other receivers. And, you know, we're talking all the time about, hey, those releases, those releases were wrong or we need to stick that route a little bit better. Our stems need to get better. And uh, just he does a tremendous job with the wide receivers as well with not overcoaching those guys because they are very athletic. And so sometimes you got to let them have some freedom and just be athletes. And so he does a good job there. Um, at the offensive line, um, Matt DeVault, I guess you would say, is the guy who's there all the time. And we have two um, volunteer assistants in Adam Flowers and Chip Pride. You know, Chip's been with the program over 25-plus years and uh, just such a vital part of this uh, program. He's been to every state championship that this program has been a part. And so from like this week, me being able to lean on Chip has been huge. And, um, you know, this is very special for him. His son, his last son is a senior and he's an offensive lineman as well. And so that's a really special uh, thing for them. Uh, also, you know, Adam Flyers uh, played at Evansville Memorial, played college football at Kentucky Wesleyan College, and he does a really good job with our offensive line and the small details. But the great thing about Adam is he's got that nastiness about him. And so we're able to take uh, guys that you wouldn't think would be able to get it done on the offensive line. And every year we have a solid offensive line because of, uh, of you know, guys like Coach Flowers and his mentality. Well, I can remember interviewing you preseason. You're like, hey, I've got a former tennis player and a tuba player on the offensive line, and they've given up, what, four sacks all year. I mean, that's amazing. Right, and um, I, I, I called him a tuba player, and I apologize. He is, <laughs> he's actually a drummer. Okay, oh, there, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> and, 
he does. He, he does. don't take offense to that, though. Yeah, he does a really good job. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, everybody's talking about, well, who's going to be your offensive lineman? And, you know, I would talk with my offensive line coaches, and then we'd be like, who's going to be our offensive lineman? You know, Luke Fry and Todd Ryder and Noah Gurton and Major Pride and Cooper Danzer's coming and Stephen Eves, and that's who's going to be our offensive lineman, and we're going to be really good. And that's just the attitude that we – instilled in them from day one of like guys this that's disrespectful and mm-hmm. you know and they kind of take pride in of being that underdog type role of like we're not supposed to be able to get it done but we're going to show you we can and so those offensive line coaches are such so crucial to any football program i feel like you like that on both trenches i mean you know not yeah, gonna be able to get it underside and I, i'm not getting ahead of mm-hmm. defense but i'm just saying you know that, that's kind of the way it is on both sides and i think it takes coaches on both sides to instill that yeah for sure and you know on the defensive line those same three guys with matt devault the guy who can be there every day uh, is our main d-line coach but also coach flowers and coach pride are down there and so most practices we have three sets of eyes on the offense and defensive eyes so we got somebody always for the center and nose guard and then we got somebody always on the left side of the offensive line left side of the defensive line and right side of the offensive line right side of the defensive line and being able to fix all those problems monday through thursday before friday it's just so important. And we do a really good job with the defensive line of creating athleticism. Um, we don't like those slow, bigger guys that, that look good in pads but can't move. And uh, that's what's so special about our defensive line this year. You know, Michael Lyon, um, Caden Conkright's been a blessing. And then Barrett Evans is such a great athlete. How you can coach him, I don't know, Coach. I'm just telling you right now. I don't know how you put up with him. Yeah, he's a good boy. (laughs) And then uh, also, you know, J.W. Mustard gets in that rotation there and has been able to provide us depth so we don't have to use those six offensive linemen. We've been able to play one way up up front, which is crucial, especially against our schedule, especially in those early, you know, summer hot games. We're able to rotate six – offensive linemen in five positions and then we're able to rotate four defensive linemen in three positions and stay healthy and we're winning the fourth quarter i mean to to lose the big kid simone i think it was last year in the middle of the d-line i thought there was no way that you guys couldn't didn't take a step back on the d-line and, and to be honest with you i don't know that it's not better i mean it's a, <laughs> and that's not not a shot at simone he was tremendous i mean yeah, just exactly. eating up guys but but those three guys this year to me have been the biggest surprise of any surprise of any football team that we cover just a different style um but we talked about it on both sides of the ball as a staff of like everybody's going to think we don't have an offensive line and uh, you know and it's sad because we're going to be so athletic that we're not going to be able to see how good we could be and then people were saying how we're going to be able to replace Tyler Simone in the middle of that because he was so good at plugging those gaps and then Chris Lewis a defensive end was really good um just being a good solid defensive end and we would say we're not going to be the same type of defensive line but we're going to be very athletic and i think at the end of the year we're going to say we're better and uh, you know, like you said, that's no shot to any defensive line that's played here before. But these guys get it done, and they they can they're so versatile and they're a dual threat. You know, they can plug a run as well as they can get after a quarterback. And so that's I that's thought I, I thought Friday night. I mean, they were just incredible. I mean, that's a good Somerset run game coming in here, and I thought they really controlled up front. Yeah, I mean, if you look at our schedule, you know, starting the year off with you know Niles Board and uh, Apollo and. Um, you know, they came out with a new quarterback, so they're going to be run-based, and we knew that, and we were going to be challenged in the run game. And, you know, we did a really good job bottling them up. Davis County, we knew how, you know, they had the quarterback problems early in the year, so we knew they were going to be run-heavy, and we bottled them up. And then we go into week three in Greenwood, who we've never gotten enough credit for. And just because we beat them so badly, everybody wants to talk about Greenwood's not very good. Well, that's not true at all. Greenwood's a very solid football program with two really good running backs, and we bottled up both of those guys. And then you get to round four, uh, week four, and you get Owensboro. Well, can you stop Owensboro? They're going to be different because they're going to be thunder and lightning. You got Winston up the middle, and you got Hampton on the outside. And I'm not going to say we shut them down because we didn't necessarily just absolutely shut them down, but we bottled them up uh, as well as you could, pre- pretty well all night yeah. long. <laughs> and better anybody else did better, the rest just of the year. Just about anybody else, yeah. <laughs> right. And we we did that too, you know, the year before with Carbon mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're getting ready to see the same type of team. I, I, if I had to compare Mayfield, uh, I'm going to compare them to last year's Owensboro team when they had Carbon, um, with maybe a little bit more solid quarterback play. But um, they, we, uh, 
my point is, in the run game, we're battle-tested, and our defensive line coaches are doing a great job. Well, that's how it is when you're kind of the new kid on the block, you know, as far as football powers. I don't kind of like, you know, they, they, they've had great regular seasons, but, they you know, they haven't you know brought home the trophy yet. Every time you beat somebody, they're not very good. Right. But when you lose to somebody, <laughs> right. well, we knew it was going to happen. That's just the way it works. Yes. Well, you had such an easy path through the playoffs, Coach. No, That's all I've heard. Yeah, like he fl- I, t- I told Tim Flaherty that after the game the other night. I thought he was going to rip my head I'm off. I'm sure like, he got offended. I'm, I'm just I'm – not, I'm not saying that. I'm just repeating what everybody else is saying and uh, being funny about it. We got the Beachwood path is basically what I call it. We yeah. got – you know, and, and – that's the reason the RPI is there, and um, we did what we had to do, take care of um, our path, and um, we won convincingly, convincingly through all of those games. And uh, I know so, one yeah, thing: I mean, if, if they hand you the trophy on uh, tomorrow, then nobody asks you about the path. Right? <laughs> You're the state champion. That's right. all I know. They don't 100%. put an asterisk beside it. Just because Mayfield has quote unquote played a tougher path to the playoffs doesn't make us any less ready to play. Exactly Mayfield. right. No. I 100 agree with that. And 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 talking about Mayfield, you know, the, 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 we know the history and whatnot. But talk about some of the things that you see from these guys. I know you just compared them to, to Owensboro with Carbon, but what about defensively on the defensive side? What are some of the things they do really well? Oh, um, well. Can I talk about my yeah, – Yeah, go right oh, ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I want to finish with my coaches. Yeah, 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 important. Yeah. You know, stock linebackers, uh, we are 3-3 stock. And Coach Latham, my defense coordinator, uh, Lincoln Latham, has been with me since since day one. That was a great job. And we continue to get a little bit better on defense every single year. And, he, you know, he gets a lot of credit for that. And then my defensive backs coach is my nephew, which was very special. It's uh, my brother who's coaching with me now. It's his oldest son. And so that's a very special bond we have between the three of us. He does a really good job with our defensive backs. Um, coach Latham being a, a paraprofessional, meaning not he's, he's not in the building. Um, I've named Court Morris, my defensive backs coach, as our co-defensive coordinator. And so them two kind of work together and put together great game plans week in and week out. And, uh, yeah, so I wanted to make sure I got those guys. And then we also have uh, Jeff Arnold, who's been around football and been around sports and been around athletes his entire life, was a really good athlete back in the day at Catholic. Uh, he coaches our strong safeties and outside linebackers. And that's, so. that's how I know I'm getting old when you, you talk about coaches that I called their game. Court Morris. Uh, Hold on. Well, I, I, I coached him. I mean, <laughs> you got, you got the co-defensive coordinators that I coached yeah. in high school. Man, that's wild. I am getting old. That is wild, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, back to Mayfield and the defense. You know, what are some of the things you've seen from them? You know, obviously the, to, to, to get a win over Beachwood and LCA, especially the LCA game. Game that I thought their pass defense was, was, was pretty impressive against Cutter Bowley. It was. Um, that, you know, they do a good job of mixing up their fronts and trying to confuse the uh, opposing team's offensive line. And then um, in the secondary, they're, you know, very athletic and they're able to play man coverage. And anytime you can play man coverage, that allows you to be multiple inside the box with stopping the run. And so that's kind of what they do. They love to play cover one. And um, we'll mix up some some zone cover three coverage behind it, but um, they love to play multiple fronts. They'll do a lot of stemming. They'll play just straight up, head up. They'll slant, and then they'll just play a straight forefront as well if they have to. And uh, they just kind of mix it up there. But that's kind of what we're looking forward to seeing is a mixture of fronts. And I think we'll see a lot of trying to bracket touch. I'm just curious. If, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go in on Mayfield, but if they go. They go man to man on the receivers. I like. I like our receiver. I'm just saying. I, I, that's just me. That's, that's not coach. Me. That's yeah, not man. any of the players talking. This is Stephen A.'s opinion that I really like uh, the wide receivers uh, against man. And you better bracket that. I would just say. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. If they come out and play man, and uh, I'll be very disappointed if we don't have a lot of yards passing. Yeah, I think I, I have a lot of faith. Just the routes you guys run, I mean, just crisp. I mean, just in the way that Brady always knows where everyone is. I mean, he, like I said, he could be under pressure. He could be on the run. But it feel, I feel like he knows where every single pass catcher on the field is at all times. He does, and we're a progression-based um, offense. And so it's something that, I, you know, when I was in high school, um, when I played quarterback, it was like the beginning of the system and the air raid system. I can remember going to Hal Mummy camps when they was it was brand new at that time. That was the, you know back in the Tim Couch days, mm-hmm. and um, it was all about progressions and reading grass. And it's something that I learned, and 
something that I know works and I've brought with me all the way through my coaching days and I just continues to get a little bit better at coaching it every single year and I've kind of passed that over to Brady of never passing up an open receiver through your progressions and I think you're seeing him starting to the game's really slowing down for him the more and more experience he gets at quarterback and he's just not passing up open receivers and that's why sometimes it looks like maybe Brady's staring his pass down but really he's just going through progressions left to right or right to left and that's you know that's what we do, and he's just getting real so good at going through his progression. You can see it. I mean, we talk about me and Chris talk about it all the time. Just to, you know, the, maybe it's the third or fourth read, even, but but never really moving the feet at all. Just completely set, scanning the field, even under pressure, just calm, cool in the pocket. And college coaches, uh, I'm just telling you, <laughs> this is oh, a guy right here. This is a dog. Most, that's the most frustrating thing I'm dealing with right now as a coach is the frustration level that you know, my players get, but also that I'm having of how underrated and how overlooked my players are at Owensboro Catholic. And that's not just Owensboro Catholic. In high school football in general, the transfer portal is killing um, high school recruiting. And uh, guys like Brady Atwell are, are having to, you know, be patient. And But, it, you know, surely to God, somebody's out there is going to pull well, the trigger. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Kroger talk, Field, there's going to be a lot of – We talk about There's no pressure. It's no pressure at all. But but I, but I, all you got to do is just – college coaches come to Kroger on Friday. That's that's all I need to say. In this area, we talk about him being the best quarterback in this state. But I'm, I'm just going to go out there and put it out there. You know, we got those top 300 lists and all that stuff that you have. If there are 300 players in this country better than Brady Atwell right now, then I need to see them. <laughs> oh, the, the, I can tell you right now, if there's three hundred better players in the in the in the nation, or if there's twenty five quarterbacks better in the country, you know, because they have all yeah. those lists, and then then, then it's just the it's the greatest class that's ever history of of football in the history of football. Period. And then my two other guys with with Vince and Bray, with Vince and Tut, um, you know, the brothers there who work so hard are so underrated. Um, there are safeties every single year in the NFL draft that are 6'1", 190 pounds, who run a 4'6", 40. Mm-hmm. Every single year. And that's exactly what a high school kid at Owensboro Catholic is doing and putting up the stats. It makes no sense to me. Well, I've said all along, and I said this, we, we tweeted this out. There, You can't, to me, you know, you can't start a conversation of Mr. Football, which is seniors only, without having Tut in that conversation. Correct. Because not only is he, you know, he's not far from setting a record for, you know, catching the uh, touchdown passes and the number he's put up, but then look what he's done on the other side of the ball, too. And if there's if there's three better play, overall players, senior players in the state of Kentucky than Tut Carrico, then Kentucky's got as much talent as the state of Florida. That's all I know. 100%. 100%. He won Defensive Player of the Year by the Messenger with 12 tackles for a loss, six picks. But he's also a, a touchdown away from setting the state record on the on the foot on the offensive side, and then he returns punts. All right, and you know I need my butt kicked in, in, in his sophomore year. He had not even close to enough touches that year, and uh, he is just a special talent. And uh, you know he's going to be sorely missed in this program. Yeah, I'll be sorely missed by watching games. I'll miss watching him play. But uh, and we're 22 minutes in, man. I could sit here and we could just do the whole show, <laughs> the whole with, show. with you, Coach. But, uh, man, you know, as you get set for Friday, you know, talk about the routine before we get you out of here. You know, I, you know, just talking to some of the guys, I know that it's just another game, you know. But as you get set, how, many, how much different is it, you know, going on the road and playing at Kroger Field or going on the road and playing maybe at the Lexington Catholic or somewhere? Right. So for us, you know, it's kind of a godsend that we got the Friday game this this year, and you know, two hours and forty five minutes down the road seems like a long trip, but we're just treating it like an away game. We're just having to move our time schedule up because we play at that three o'clock Central time, four o'clock Eastern, and uh, you know, we're not going to go down early on Thursday and spend the night. We're going to make sure they get in their own beds and all that. And we've had this week has literally been the exact same as like we played Apollo in week one. Uh, we we planned as much as we could plan over the weekend. We started implementing that game plan on Monday. We had our defensive emphasis practice on Tuesday, our offensive practice emphasis on Wednesday. We'll clean it all up tomorrow uh, on Thursday. And uh, Friday, we'll go to morning mass like we always do at Immaculate Church and eat our donuts afterwards. And uh, we're going to get on the bus and we're going to charter the boys down halfway. We're going to stop at E-Town High School and let them stretch their legs a little bit and have a little walk through. And then we're going to show up to the stadium two hours early like we do every single away trip. The only difference is going to be they're not going to let us go out for a warm-up an hour early like we usually do. We're going to have to 
cut into some stuff and we're going to warm up for 40 minutes. But, you know, we've already got that plan in place and I feel like the kids will, will be ready to rock and roll. And no school Friday, so it could be all green up at uh, Kroger Field. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the go. You know, uh, real big shout out to our administration at Owensboro Catholic, uh, calling school off and they're not calling school off. So you Catholic fans can go sit at home. You need to be at uh, Kroger Field and uh, need to be there and being as loud as you can possibly be, making that Mayfield offense hard for them to hear. Well, if there's a if there's a Catholic fan out there or alumni or anything, and they're not they're not doing anything Friday, and you're not at Kroger, there's no excuse. There is no excuse because this is this is. I mean, I've covered football for ten years in this area, and this is the most fun team I've ever watched, and, oh. and I'm I'm on board with this team 100. percent I'm confident we're going to pack the stands. Um, we had our Monday morning meeting with coaches and ads, and me being both, I was obviously in that meeting, and they showed the list of tickets sold at that point, and we were like six or seven times more than any other school of tickets sold at, at that point. That was Monday. And I get phone – our phone's been ringing off the hook at, at school. How do I get tickets? How do I get tickets? And I'm like well, – if you're going to the game, you got to swing by KS and, Bar at noon. That's, that's all right. I Come know. by and hang out. And not only that, but, but but it's not just the Catholic folks either. I think lots of times when we get in this spot as a city, you look in the stands. Like when I was, last time we were there, when I was real win, I saw a lot of Catholic folks. I yeah. saw a lot of Apollo folks, a lot right. of Davis County folks. And I think you're going to get that Friday. I know a lot of Owensboro people that are going to jump behind you guys. And you can be rivals all season long. But when you get to this spot, everybody's pulling to bring that ch- title back here to the city. Yeah, Jay Fallon and I are really close. Um, you know, both of us being Hancock County boys, um, I can remember, um, you know, him watching us when he was younger and watching us at that 99 team, you know, going to the state finals and how important that was. So I can, I was at that KS Bar event, you know, supporting Owensboro when they went to the finals and, and I would appreciate and love their support as well. I think you'll see it on Friday. Coach, thanks for coming by, man, and uh, good luck. And we'll all be there cheering you guys on and uh, hopefully we'll get you back in next week and talk about this state championship. Appreciate it. Let's go get it. Appreciate it. It's Coach Jason Morris from the Owensboro Catholic Aces. We'll take a quick break, come back, and get the guys. Brady Atwell, Chuck Carrico, Vince Carrico next, live at 5, 1027 the game. Local sports at its finest, live at 5, with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner here in the Floor Concept Studios with Coach Vic Evans. Being joined by our Defensive Player of the Year right now, Vince Carrico. How you doing, my man? Good. Thanks for having me. Welcome, man. And uh, what a great year. 185 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for loss, four sacks. I mean. Steve, breaking in. Yeah. He just got another tackle. I mean, yeah. I was about to <laughs> say. Saying, he's me, got another one. Me and Chris, we, uh, does it ever get old being on the bottom of those piles, man? I mean, we can see your, you know, the bottom of your gold cleats, but does it ever get old being under there, man? No, not really. Uh, it's a good feeling. Let me ask you, did you, did you pick out those cleats? On purpose that you're like, that way everybody can see him at the bottom of this pile. No, I actually went to Academy, and that was the only ones there. They're actually matched huts, so sometimes we've gotten ours switched up. Oh, okay. okay so yeah. that, well, it, I can tell you that it's, it's easy to know who's, who's on the bottom there. I always says like the Wicked Witch at, and on the on the Wizard of Oz when you have the, 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 the ruby slipper sticking out underneath the, the house. It reminds, there's Vince underneath there again making another tackle. But, you know, the other night against Somerset, they come in a big-time running game. And I thought your defensive line played really, really well. And I don't yeah, think those did. guys get a lot of credit up front. And uh, talk about those those three guys. You know, Ray Lewis always said he never would have been Ray Lewis without Tony Saragusa up front. Talk about those three down linemen you guys got. Yeah, they're really good. They're underrated because they're not huge. But they're super quick. Nobody can block them. Uh, they do a good job getting hands on the tackles, uh, keeping the tackles off me so um, I can get to the ball. But, yeah, they're super quick and uh, – really strong and they make plays like if I'm not be able to get there or Eli or uh, Miles or Rowdy's not there to, they're there to get there they can get to him I mean is there a play where you can't get there I mean I don't think I've seen it I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious it, it happens sometimes yeah, every once in a while when they run the far opposite side of the field maybe from you but yeah. But uh, no, nah, man, it's, it's been a, it's been a good time yeah, getting to cover you guys. And uh, what's it like, man, getting to share this opportunity with your brother and uh, you know get to go out there? I knew your little brother was on live at five a couple of weeks ago, and he already won a state title. He said he's putting it on you now. But what's it like getting to share it for, with, with Tud and, and your family? Yeah, well, it's been a dream the last three years. Uh, great experience. Not many people get to do this. But uh, we push each other hard. Uh, don't take any of the games for granted. Now we're in the state championship. Something we we wanted, and when I was in seventh grade, he was in eighth grade. It couldn't happen that year, uh, and the last year was a bummer. But uh, we finally got it this year. 
you know, going in, and I'm sure you've watched plenty of film, what's one thing defensively you think you guys have to do to make sure you bring the trophy back to Owensboro? Uh, set the edge. They uh, Judge Starks likes to bounce it – or not bounce it, really. They, they just run stretch. And uh, some of the other teams had a hard time setting the edge, so he could just get outside and then he was gone. So if we make him cut up field, I think we'll be good. You know, I, calling a lot of your games, not as many as Steve has the last few years, you know, I call a lot of the Owensboro games, but calling the games that you play against him and games I've gotten a call of yours – I just want to know, how much film do you watch? Because there's a lot of times, literally, it looks like when the quarterback's going to hand the ball off, you've done diagnosed a play and you're in the hole waiting on somebody. How much film do you watch? Um, I, I don't I don't know if I can get the exact hour or hours, but I watch probably a game every night before I go to bed. But really, it's that part, yes, it's film, but I read, I read the linemen, read the uh, – sniffers if they're there and that's how I really diagnose that's what it's all about being I mean that's the that's the kind of the the thing that's kind of sets linebackers apart the ones that can diagnose things yeah. before they happen yeah well I mean you know we, we, we're talking about you like you're exclusively a linebacker and I've made the comment about uh, Brady that you know it, it, you guys have a Lamborghini in the garage you haven't even really you know got out yet and I, I, I called you guys the Corvettes that you yeah. haven't really had to get out if you need to on Friday you know you need to line up in the backfield we saw it a little bit against Somerset a little bit throughout the season but you know uh, ready to, to to run the ball and get that uh, get that big rushing touchdown yeah whatever we need but like coach said if it rains and it comes down to me having to run the ball and I'll do it. And, I, and we will. I mean, I do run the ball a little bit, but we haven't really had to. Our passing game has been so well. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, the other night it was funny. We were we were watching you guys warm up, and Chris Riley, who does the games with me, he saw. He said he asked Ben Hardesty on the Owensboro Catholic Network. He said, "Who's number four out there slinging the ball over the field? Who is that quarterback?" And I said, "Well, that's Vince Carico. He's number four. We've been calling his games all year." He's like, I never made the connection because he's a linebacker and you're throwing laser beams all over the field. So, I mean, if needed, you could be QB1, right, at any, any yeah, moment. I, Are you the backup for Brady? Is that, is that what you're saying, Steve? Yeah, you're I would be. Hey, listen, Carruthers is great too, but I'm saying if, for Coach if Morris, you got a lot of feathers in the cap. If they didn't need me a linebacker, I would be playing quarterback. Over Brady. Yeah. I, mean, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. I did. Now, here's the Who's the better linebacker, you or Brady? Oh, I mean, that's that the question. <laughs> You know, you talk about your defensive lineman. I, I'm going to ask you the tough question. you got to answer it here. Is who's the ugliest of the defensive linemen, and why is it Barrett Evans? <laughs> why is it Barrett Evans? <laughs> Vic can only out. say that because he's related to him. Oh, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're cousins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, man, I tell you what, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, going up to Kroger Field. I said on Monday – you know, you always wonder when a team gets in these spots, you know, if, if going to Rupp Arena or, you know, in the past we've seen Owensboro at Kroger Field, you wonder if they're going to get wide-eyed or, or worried. And I said, I, I'm not really concerned about that at all with you guys because I feel like you guys just handle your business. I mean, a very, you know, blue-collar-like team. Talk about that as you get – Think, have you thought about it? You know, I'm, I'm sure you have, rolling out on the Kroger Field and looking around. I mean, it's a much different atmosphere than, than in, you've been used to. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely thought about it. I think one thing that helps is we've had games that we've had to get focused that, like, if it's a big game, we would naturally get focused. We've had games where we wouldn't have to be focused, but uh, we do a good job of getting the guys focused and um, going out and executing, executing, playing well, even if we could win without playing well. Necessarily. I mean, do you really want him looking at you in the locker room, going, "You're not focused," right? I mean, seriously. I mean, that's what that's that's kind of what you get is the leadership, right? And, and and you you see that in the young guys, though. But but everybody seems to you know fall in line. And it, it, you, when I watch you guys, it's like the ultimate team out there just function as one unit. I mean, you're we got you guys in here, but it takes a, a group. I mean, a bunch of guys that aren't here. That, that contribute on a week-to-week basis. And, I mean, when I call your games, I mention almost every single player that's on the field at least once in the game. And I don't know that I do that for a lot of teams. I mean, you guys are loaded on both sides. Yeah, we have a lot of guys making plays. Yeah, I mean, last week, I mean, Kaiser Frick, for example. I mean, Warren Ebohair goes down, Frick's in there, and boom. I mean, he's making play after play after play. But, man, it's it's been an honor getting to watch you play, and uh, good luck on Friday. And, Hopefully we can get you back in here when this is all said and done and you have a big trophy sitting here in front of us. Yeah, thank you. We'll bring it back. Appreciate it. That's Vince Carrico, our Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, we'll go ahead and you can hand the, hand the mic over. Whoever wants to go next, we'll get QB1 here. Brady Atwell in the house. And Brady Atwell, I mean, only pedestrian, uh, 4,200 passing yards, 65 touchdowns. 
to six interceptions, a 72% completion percentage is my favorite stat of all of them. But then I talked about the, the Lamborghini in the garage. When you do decide to run 11.3 yards per carry, man, just congratulations on a tremendous season so far. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. But we're not done yet. No, definitely not done. And the goal's not done and the job's not done at all. I mean, we're going to Kroger Field with the goal in mind to win that thing. It's not about being there. It's about winning it. I love it, man. And I, I got full faith in you, man. It's been a it's been a lot of fun watching you sling it around, man. But your receivers, I feel like you, me and Chris talk about this all the time. You don't necessarily see it at a high school level very often, man, is, is just the rapport that you have with your receivers. I mean, you can, you can almost no look past these guys and you know where they're at. Yeah, I mean, so much time has gone into that. I mean, in the offseason after practice, I mean, I have seven guys, seven or eight guys deep that I can throw the ball in the general area and they're just going to go make a play. It's a really blessing I have and I'm in a great situation to be in, honestly. I mean, you got um, Tut, obviously, uh, Warren, Deuce, Noah Ryerson, Cam James, Miles Edge. I mean, you can go down the list and just think of – I mean, I can't think of a guy on our team I wouldn't want to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean – We it, were talking about <laughs> – yeah, we The hard part, about, I don't see how you distribute it to all the guys. The other night, I think it was nine you, you threw it to. We were talking about this, and we were, you know, we were talking about you know teams having – I think it was before the Somerset game, and you know defensive teams come in, okay, fine. You know, you, you look at Tut, the numbers he's put up – Double team him. All right, we got him covered. And then find a way to slow Reinerson down. And then you got maybe the most underrated receiver in the whole area, Warren Eberhard, who's had a great year out there. Okay, now we've got the first three. Well, now it's like Deuce Sims is like number, you know, quote unquote number four, and he could be anybody's number one receiver on any team in the state. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's crazy to think about how good we are all over the field. I mean, you know, they all go make plays. I mean, you can't just not only throw the ball to one person because how explosive each and every one of them are. I've got to ask you about just the play earlier this year because I think I still think it drives a lot of people crazy. But you know the Owensboro game, the fourth and thirteen pass to Reinerson, yeah. you know who makes an unbelievable catch in a in a and knew he was going to get laid out, yeah. and he makes that catch. But uh, I want to know about the belly to back suplex into the end zone. I mean, oh, I mean, is that the only time you've ever been suplexed in your life? I mean, honestly, it probably is. I mean, I wrestle with my brothers all the time, but I've never been suplexed like that. I mean, <laughs> that was a Kurt Angle s <laughs> suplex. Yeah. Man, that was the tremendous. Uh, but uh, but man, you know, talk about the run game. When it when you know when you take off with the football, I mean, is there a clock in your head that you know that it's time to go? Because well, the other night in the Somerset game, it, it was I might have been a designed run call on the short third and three. They just scored. They had a little bit of momentum, but you guys were still well ahead, and it was a third and three. But as soon as you you took the snap, it looked like it would have took a Mack truck to stop you from getting the first down. I mean, what is it going through your mind and the clock that tells you to take off? Yeah, I mean, in the past game, I mean, it's just that mental clock of knowing whenever the pressure is going to get to you, honestly. But, I mean, in the run game with me, I'm just going to run over somebody. I mean, it's no, but no one person can tackle me, and that's the goal in mind. I mean, they're going to have to all drag me down to get me in the – to stop me from getting in the end zone is that that's the goal. Well, see that's see in the past, see coach coach Evans here has compared you to Roethlisberger, and I'm my go to is always Culpepper in his prime because Roethlisberger didn't run no, over I guys. Said, he didn't look I for said, guys to hit. Dante Culpepper would find you on the sidelines and throw that shoulder in there. I said he reminds me in the pocket he could just throw off. You know, blitzers or whatever, it's he's hard to bring down. No, Roethlisberger couldn't run like Brady. No, if we, no. know, Roethlisberger would race a pregnant lady and finish third. <laughs> <laughs> but how hard is it not playing linebacker? I mean, I know you love to, to hit people, man. Yeah. How hard is that? I mean, it's really hard because sometimes I just want to go in the game and Coach Moore is like, no, you can't. Like, <laughs> not right now. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. But, I mean, I got guys out there that are making plays over the field. So, I mean, it takes less stress off me for sure. You, you know, I mean, you guys have to know the history of Mayfield and, you know, the, you know, the championships they've won, you know, right there, I think top five in the country and wins. Yeah. But going in – I'm sure you guys respect them, but it's not like you're going in fearing them. You're going to go in and play your football game. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Throw the records out because whenever it comes Kroger in Lexington and Kroger Field at 4 p.m., the records don't matter. We're playing football, and that's all that matters to me. Now, you haven't played them in the past. You know, that's right. Well, Mayfield's 14-1 and one against Holmes County. Yeah, but this team, this team guys have never played them. That's exactly what I meant the other day when I said uh, this is a group of dogs, man. Yeah. I, I don't. This is not a group that's going to see Mayfield across the other sideline. I don't care who it is over on the other. It could be the Pittsburgh Steelers on the other sidelines and I just, I just don't feel like that this is a team that's going to get intimidated man and uh, I'm looking forward to it pouring down rain on Friday man not going to bother you at all is it no definitely not I mean if we can't throw the ball we're going to run the ball and it, e either one we're going to win 
You know, and, and, and if it does come down to that, if it did come down to running the football, you know, you've been pretty clean in the pocket. All I heard all off season from the from the doubters was, well, they're not, their offensive line's not going to be good enough. That's going to be their weak point. But tell you what, that offensive line's been pretty darn good for you this year. Talk about those guys up front protecting you a little bit. Most definitely. I got some dogs up front, and they support me, and they love me, and they're my biggest supporters, and they're my biggest protectors. I mean, I love those guys with everything that's in me. I mean, they do everything for me. If I need anything changed or anything fixed, I mean, they're on it. When we got major pride at center, uh, Stephen Eves, right tackle, right guard, Cooper Danzer, Todd Ryder, left guard, Noah Gurton, and then left tackle, Luke Fry. I mean, they've done outstanding things this year. I mean, I can't talk about it enough how great they've done for me this year. I mean, it's really a blessing to have those guys in front of me blocking for me as hard as they can and giving me time in the pocket to do to do what I do. I can tell you, you know, uh, we call the games with Chris, and he's a huge – I mean, he hates – Louisville with every fiber of his being and he's the other day I got to talking to him and I said what if Brady ends up at Louisville you're gonna what are you gonna do then he, I mean that's the first time ever I mean I tell you when I started dating his sister I went over there and I was wearing a red t-shirt and his kids didn't even come around me because I was wearing a red shirt that's how bad they hate Louisville <laughs> that's crazy and it, that's how much he that's how much he's pulling for you man and uh you know you get a, you know we'll be pulling for you the whole way and uh Look forward to seeing you host that, hoist that trophy up uh, about what about five p.m. Uh, 5 Central PM time, Central time, somewhere six p.m. Central time, somewhere around there on on Friday. Yeah, don't G- worry, we'll be re- bringing it back to Owensboro for sure. Give, give the give the Catholic fans a message out there, man, uh, about what they can expect to see in the state championship uh, game. Man. They're just gonna see some dogs. They're gonna play with everything they got. I mean, we're all one unit. We're together, and we love each other no matter what happens. We're all gonna keep our heads up high and play with pride. Man, it's been a pleasure watching you, man. And go get that thing on Friday. That's the Offensive Player of the Year, Brady Atwell. Best quarterback in the state of Kentucky, in my opinion. When we come back, we'll get the best football player in the state of Kentucky, in my opinion. Tut Carico next, Live at 5, 1027 The Game. And now, more Live at 5 with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner, Vic Evans here in the Floor Concept Studios with the Green River Area Federal Credit Union guests of the game, the Owensboro Catholic Aces. Now we're going to turn our attention to Tut Carico. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Man, it, it's, uh, you know, I think the, what was it, what, 12 touchdowns or something like that the last three weeks? I mean, it's been a an avalanche, over 1,500, right at 1,600 yards receiving, 27 touchdowns uh, receiving, 98 tackles, 12 tackles for a loss, six interceptions, a couple punt returns, and a partridge in a pear tree, man. It's been a... <laughs> been a great year for you and yeah, it's blessed. yeah i mean it's it's and it's not done there as soon as this is over with you can go strap it up for coach tim riley and uh, go get it done in the third region basketball as well right yes sir i've got to ask is it if you had to choose catching a touchdown making the big hit on defense which, which one gets you going more uh definitely the big hit the I big li- hit i live for the big <laughs> hit. i was gonna say leave it i think all three of these guys leave it to Carico to hit but, something yeah brady may like to get the big hit other than the touchdown i uh, know yeah it, it's just it, it's it's something special and we talked to, to brady about the rapport but you guys i mean are on like a, a telepathic level or something i mean you know where each other he knows where you are at all times you don't even have to be looking your way talk about catching balls from this guy over here man Oh, it's a blessing. Uh, Our O-line does a great job keeping him protected. Very grateful for that. Brady is uh, hes the best quarterback in the state. It's not close. It's not, I don't think it's close at all. Um, uh, another reason that we've put both put up such big numbers is because our receivers are so good. They can't If they double me, Warren's going for 200 yards. No, against Henderson, they try to double me. Noah went for three touchdowns. It's just what happens when you try to do that. Yeah, I, I talked to Chris. Chris has texted me about the game. He's all worried about it. Oh man, I, this Mayfield team. And I'm like, man, I just don't. I don't know how you defend all four of those receivers. And I don't care who the four receivers even are. Even if they're guys that are coming off the bench. Like I said, you know, Frick comes in the other night and he's running routes that are just crisp. And we haven't really seen him that much in a receiving role this year. I mean, you guys are just flat loaded, especially at the receiver spot. And then the running backs can all catch as well. Oh, for sure. We we rotate more guys than you see on the field in practice. I mean, we got we got two Ys, two Hs. We got all the positions filled too deep, and they all get reps. And they all perform at a very high level, man. And have you thought about that? I know I asked these guys that, but thought about walking out there on the at Kroger Field on on Friday and what that atmosphere is going to be like. It's just another game for me. I don't get nervous. I play there to win. That's what we'll be doing. 
I love it, man. This is just another regular. <laughs> He's intimidating me a little bit right now. I'm telling. <laughs> I love it though, man. This is this is good stuff. And you know, we talked to, to these guys about Mayfield. Obviously, a lot of respect for that program down there and what they like to do. And uh, we'll talk about it more on the defensive side from your standpoint. I mean, Starks is obviously an electric player. They got great quarterback play. They've gone through two really really strong teams to get here. You know, what are some things that you guys are going to do defensively? Uh, to limit uh, Mayfield on Friday? Uh, we're going to have to be physical. Our D-line's going to step up. They will. Our linebackers are going to be tough. we got to stop the big plays. They're a big play uh, offense. We're ready for it. We're going to make them do 10-play drives, deep drives, and I, I think we'll win. We'll, we'll have success in that way for sure. Absolutely, man. Talk about Coach Morris a little bit. You know, you, you know, he's been there, the AD, taking over. And, and, and just the way this you – know, I remember talking to him back at doing our preview things in, in, a, in a phone interview, and we were, you know, talking about throwing the ball, and I was giving him Brady stats, and he almost almost let the cat out of the bag. He said something like, well, you ain't seen that. Well, never mind. I better not say anything <laughs> yet. But, I mean, talk about playing and what Coach Morris has meant to you and here at Owensboro Calakai. He brings so much to this team. I can't even sit, talk about it. There's really no words to put it. He bring, I mean, he, the discipline. He bring, he preaches discipline. He preaches God's word. He keeps us all united. Um, I think bringing his brother here was a great thing. I, he definitely seems a little bit less stressed out this year. <laughs> but uh, it's, I can't even put it to words. He's such a great coach, such a great leader, such a great friend. Yeah, and we talked to, to Vince a little bit about it. You know, if transition to run the ball if you need. I mean, you've been able to do that all year long, whether it's lining up wide out or, or coming into the backfield. I mean. Well, you know what? What can we expect when you line up in the backfield on Friday, man? Dogs. We're gonna be dogs. Whether it's me, Vince, Miles, Eli, we're gonna be some dogs. Man, I love it. I'm, I'm ready to go play right now. I am too. <laughs> Let's go. I am too. Let's go, man. Todd, I just gotta tell you, you're a senior, man. So I, I, I want to trying to figure out a way we can keep you another year because it's been so much fun watching you play, man. I mean, the way you go about your business, I have a lot of respect for it. And I'm an Apollo guy, and I love watching you guys play. And I, I said that last year. You know, at the end of that LCA game, me and Caleb – Caleb's from Michigan. I mean, and just the way you guys go about your business, we sat in that press box for 30 minutes just looking blankly out at the field because it, it ended, you know, in a way that we didn't want it to end. And, and now you guys have the opportunity to go out and do something that you wanted to do last year. And I'm, I'm sure right when you walked off the field, the work started going into this state championship run. Well, I'll tell you. There's not a day that goes by that I don't forget that when we're on the two-yard line. Every time that I'm feeling down, whether it's in off-season workouts or it's in the weekends when I'm working out or at practice, I just think about that pass that was deflected and us not winning that game. It goes through my mind. I can't forget it, and I'm not going to forget it, and we're going we're gonna to prove that on Friday, and we're going to win the championship. You know, unfortunately, Steve, we'll get to see him more the next four years playing. He'll just be on the other sideline. Have you have you announced the college yet? Yeah, I'm, I've committed to Hillsdale. Okay, yeah. so I didn't know you committed. I must have missed that somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, he's going to be on the other side. We'll, we'll see him still. still How in the world did years. Coach Young allow this to happen? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> no, man, this is going to be rough. I'll, I'll still be cheering for you. I will, too. They get mad at me at Wesleyan because I cheer for the opponent sometime when, when the guy comes rolling through. Hey, I just got a lot of respect for I'll him. I'll tell you right say. now, he'll be the first one whenever, you know, for calling those Westland games and he scores for Hillsdale, it'll be one of those touchdown tut calls. <laughs> That's be. all I know. It will be, man. Hey, congratulations on a great career here. Appreciate it's not it. over yet. You got one more to go yes, get sir, and uh, good luck to you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. It's been a lot of fun talking to these guys. The Owensboro Catholic Aces. We got Brady Atwell, Tuck Carrico, Vince Carrico. When we come back, we'll do a little LA5. A little LA5. Dano's LA5 next, live at 5, 1027 the game. Local sports at its finest, live at 5 with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner, Vic Evans here taking you home on a Thursday. Big thanks to our Green River Area Federal Credit Union guests of the game, the Owensboro Catholic Aces. I am extremely fired up. Don't forget, we'll be on BIO tonight, the 745 tip-off roughly for Kentucky Wesleyan men's. And tomorrow, live at noon, KS Bar, Muster Funeral Homes. We'll be there. You should join us, too. If you can't be there in person, we'll be live on 1027 The Game. But uh, Dano's LA5 is going to be the Dano's Lightning Round LA3. Don't forget our friends at on Highway 54, Dano's Cigar Lounge. Be sure and join them, Vic. What do we got uh, for the LA3 here, Lightning Round? Yeah, it is a perfect place to get all your Christmas gifts. Question number one, Dano's LA3, are the UK Wildcats for real? 
They're for real. They're, it's a Final Four team. It's all there is to it. Anything less than a Final Four is an extreme disappointment. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're fun to watch. I mean, at the end of the day, I told you that in the summer. when I, you, you saw this team. I know they were playing the international, maybe a step down or whatever. But this is a team that has all the potential in the world. They start to get some bigs back and then look out, man. Yeah, this is it. I think they are for real, too. I'm like you. Anything less than a Final Four would be a total disappointment. Question number two of the lightning round. Danos, LA3. Wesleyan versus Finley tonight. BIO 730. Does Wesleyan take down their first GMAC win tonight? Wesleyan's not just getting one win tonight. We're getting two wins tonight. The women's at 530 tip-off. Get over there and support the women. The Neemans will put a great product on the floor. They get up and down. They play pressure defense. They score a lot of points. Very fan-friendly team to watch first. And then the men. you got to erase some some doubts, I think, across the GMAC. Uh, the Brunson kids coming in. Very tough, Finley team uh, coming into the Sports Center tonight. But we start this 1-0 and and uh, kick off GMAC play with a nice victory. I, I, I have full faith in the guys. I'm calling for a big game tonight from Eddie Jones, my <laughs> guy. He's almost must, must can't miss him now. He, he throws down some big-time dunks. You need to get down to the Sports Center tonight and support the Panthers. I agree with you. I think they go 2-0 tonight. Question number three of the Lightning Round, Daniels LA5. I'm not going to ask you for a score because we're going to save that for the tailgate show brought to you by Muster Funeral Home. But do the aces bring home the hardware back to Owensboro? Man, you know, Monday I was I was I was real high. I'm thinking, oh, this might be a two touchdown win for Owensboro Catholic. Somewhere between then and these interviews, it, it kind of narrowed down to a complete toss up. Really, a complete toss up. But after we just talked to those kids, man, and seeing the looks in their eyes. There is absolutely no way that I can believe that this team will be denied. Mother Nature's not going to deny them. Mayfield's not going to deny them. I'm certainly not going to deny them. I think the Owensboro Catholic Aces are going to bring back their first state championship on Friday. And I'll give you my prediction tomorrow. But after talking to Tut Carico alone, Oh. One of the most intense interviews I've ever I've ever had. I was a little scared, a L- little worried, <laughs> and I can tell you I wouldn't want to be uh, you know uh, coming at him as a defender uh, if you're Mayfield. But man, I got a lot of respect for Mayfield. No disrespect whatsoever. It's going to be a gauntlet of a game, but I can't bet against our guys, man. I, I think they're going to bring it back. You got a green shirt for tomorrow, right? You gotta have to get me one. I got you one. I got you. I got you. No a pictures Catholic allowed, though. I got you a Catholic car. <laughs> Polo, Uh-oh. and It'll I'm going to get a picture and send it to Tinsley. Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be different. Man, I, my, my family would be upset with me. Now they, they would love it, too, man. Everybody in the city needs to support the Aces. You know, they can be rivals throughout the year, but this is a championship for the city, and we want to bring that thing back to Owensboro. It's been too long, man. I'll tell you what, we'll be live tomorrow. Don't forget, noon, live at noon, right here from KS Bar by Muster Funeral Homes. We'll be there. Hopefully, Ryan Lemon will join us for a little bit. It'll be a great time. We'll see you tomorrow live at noon. You've been listening to Live at 5 on 1027 The Game. Special thanks to Foreman Watson Haltry for sponsoring the preceding broadcast. FWHlegal.com. Tune in next time for Live at 5 on 1027 The Game.